Hello, welcome to the Eco Talk podcast. Hi. Today we are doing a podcast with a very special guest. The narrative of being a teacher and kind of what that means to instruct our future generations as they shape the world and our planet and how uh, one takes that responsibility. Also, we want to share some funny bright moments and supply some information on some tips from a teacher's perspective of how to be successful as students and as learners of the world and really be uh, intuitive as people. This is Aquisto, also known as my mom. I like teaching second grade because I feel like that's a grade where students are just getting used to being students and they approach each day with a, a fresh start and with a lot of optimism and a desire to learn and be with their peers and their teacher so that's a that that's my draw to second grade but i would say that uh teachers tend to be uh, attracted to their particular chosen grade because of what the students bring to that grade level, but then also it, it kind of suits their own personality. What are different grades you've taught in general? as a whole in your teaching career? Student taught in sixth grade uh, for a year. I started my teaching career in fifth grade and then I went down to fourth grade. Then I switched school districts and started in first, taught second, looped up to third, um, and then came back to second. So I've taught essentially grades one through six. Wow, that's quite the journey. A person's inner core, their core personality, is pretty much developed by the time they're seven years old, which is second grade. And so um, it's interesting as a teacher um, who's an adult to interact and observe these seven and eight-year-olds and see their personalities on full display and sort of think about how these um, personalities who are now seven years old or eight years old, how, how it'll play out um, as they grow into adults in the world. So oftentimes I'll be interacting with certain students and I can, I can picture them as a, as a college student co-ed or as a young adult um, interacting with others in our society. And so that's really exciting to me. Yeah, you've actually seen some of your students graduate. Have any of your students ever visited? Yes, that that's probably the greatest perk as it was just a few years ago, I was on an airplane to Washington DC with my son. We were going on a school field trip together with his class and um, there was um, a flight attendant who came up to me and greeted me and asked if I was Mrs. Aquisto. And she was a student I had had 
back in fifth when she was in a fifth grader and I she was totally grown up some extra beverages and snacks just because she was so excited to see a for, her former teacher I have a student who um, I heard from just yesterday uh, she had given her, um, me a thank you note I had her in first grade when she was a first grader and she is now going to start her freshman year in quality a message or a visit or uh, an interchange uh, that you actually see a, that person that's all that's all very invaluable to me as a as a teacher I recognize that every student um, ha, has a, has a culture has a family that they belong to has a, a cultural background that they belong to, um, has a heritage that they belong to, proud of that. As a community of learners, must learn from each other's stories. And we all, uh, we all are storytellers and teachers in our own right. And that should be celebrated. Wow, I think that's a great answer. And that leads us to another uh, topic to cover. What were your experiences as a student, any challenges, and also what was something that sparked interest in becoming a teacher? My community, um, I was, my family was pretty much, I want to say we were pretty much the only or one of the only um, families of color. And so that definitely, had an impact on me as a student. Really, I don't think appreciate my culture back then and my heritage because I so felt like I needed to what we call assimilate and just sort of blend in with um, the dominant culture. Um, it wasn't until our family moved to California uh, at the last half of eighth grade that I realized how diverse uh, a classroom community could be. Um, and to be honest, it wasn't until um, I went to college down in Los Angeles, I went to UCLA, that I really felt the diversity, the beauty of diversity um, on the college campus and in my classes. And so, I would say that that experience, my college experience as a student, impacted me the most. Um, well, I won't say the most, but it it had it resonated with me um, in that I knew that I loved learning, and I felt like I could also enjoy teaching, uh, and that I could also embrace teaching um, a classroom full of diverse students. Because I know one thing that I always loved about, like when I never had you as a teacher, but when I used to visit your classrooms in elementary, one thing I loved is you always, uh, you always had for morning greetings, you always had different greetings in different languages from around the world, which I think is pretty special because every culture gets acknowledged. Yes, that is something I still do today. I've done I've done 
uh, morning meeting greetings in different uh, languages for you know over two decades of my teaching. I just feel like it's very important that we all uh, greet each other in different languages and learn different languages, even if the only word you know in another language is hello. Um, but I just think it's it's really important to think of ourselves as citizens of the world and not just, um, you know, a citizen of our own country or our own state or our own city or our own school community. We are truly citizens of the world and I think that's reflected on our greetings every morning where I try to um, incorporate um, um, language from around the world as we say hello to each other. And you also mentioned about moving a lot because I know that growing up you moved a lot so what would you say, especially from when you moved to California, what that... And that that move for me was very traumatic because we moved in the middle of eighth grade, which to me is like a tough time. Sometimes we don't recognize the moment-to-moment -moment stressors that kids have. And, and moving to a new school is a huge stressor for... Trust is what must have must happen and must be present before um, the learning begin. I think that's a pretty that's a good foundation to have especially just as students to also seek that because teachers are humans too and I think a lot of times there's disconnect in the right I think I think even like students might perceive a teacher as being mean or too strict or tough or that teacher doesn't like me and so what might come out may not seem um, amenable to to what a student perceives as being a likable teacher know that that unlikable teacher has good intentions and um, it might just be a matter of understanding that teacher's point of view and to see if you as a student can remedy it in some way by asking questions or seeking understanding. Ask, have you ever had a bad teacher or a teacher who you just felt completely degraded or like you felt like they didn't like you? I think we all do. If I think every student that goes through um, school will always find teachers they um, connect with and teachers that they, teachers they don't connect with and the ones they don't connect with some of those um, teachers will be teachers that you view as just apathetic towards you or or even teachers that seem to dislike you and that's really hard that's really hard when you come across a teacher that that is your perception. I think when that happens, um, you have to kind of focus on the learning and the work and not let um, that get to you. First year in college, I was, I de I was declared, a, or I declared English Lit as my major, English Literature, 
And I remember basically, you know, told me after reading my first paper that I shouldn't be an English major because I didn't have what it took to be one. Wow. And I just remember being really devastated by that and totally destroyed by that. And there was a lot of tears afterwards and, and me trying to figure out uh, what major I would would need to change to and I was just in this tailspin but then I just sort of did some soul searching and realized that you know I really do love to read and write and I and I should just not let this discourage me and if anything just let it inspire me to work harder and so that's kind of what I did I got it I tried to get a sense of what he was expecting I went to his office hours, I read, um, you know, all the required reading, I was listening very att attentively during discussion times and our, our little section classes, um, and took copious notes, and I felt like I worked, I sort of felt like Rocky, you know, kind of prepping for the big fight. For me, it was like I was prepping for my big papers and my final. And in the end, I, I did end up getting an A in the class. And that, to me, I don't think it was the A that, that made me so proud of myself, but the fact that I um, didn't let um, a teacher who, you know, basically didn't believe in me um, from the beginning um, kind of throw me off my course. So I think that's what I got out of um, that experience. Yeah, so as a learner, you, as a teacher can only take you so far, but you also need to be your own cheerleader, I think is an important concept. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's great to have teachers that see you and value you and um, recognize your, your strengths and encourage you, but you will have teachers that maybe won't be uh, that obvious in in that in those regard regards, and so that um, in those areas, and so that's where you really need to dig deep as a learner to sort of be kind of your own cheerleader and your own you know coach. What about one of your favorite teachers? Who is your mm -hmm. favorite teacher you ever had, and what impact did they leave on you? I have had so many great teachers. I think even the teachers that were tough were great teachers in retrospect because I I learned something from them, whether it be resilience, working harder, um, dealing with adversity. I think every teacher uh, I've had, I've learned something either on you know explicitly or inadvertently. And that, I think with that being said, we're going to move on to like a speed round of you giving some final tips that you would give to any students out there. So what is the number one habit that you think students should adopt early on? I think the number one habit would have to be active listening. I think you can learn a lot from, um, from your teacher from uh, academically, but you can also learn a lot from a person you're interacting with in a non-academic um, arena. I think the world needs more listeners in the world because especially with 
all the turmoil going on, it's important to just take some time to listen to different, pers different perspectives. And even if you might not agree with it, be able to understand it and acknowledge it. So that way you can come to a foundation of respect. Absolutely. And if we can have that, what a great world we would have if everyone was on board with that. Next, what do you think about cheating? What do I think about cheating? Have you ever cheated? No. Mom. Never. I would Mom. rather never. I should. No, I just I'm just mortified that anyone would even consider cheating. Here's the thing with cheating. I would rather fail doing my best than do well by cheating. And I, and I mentioned that to my students as well. Failure is not the opposite of success. Failure is required for success. And so you need to fail in order to succeed. And there's no shame in failure if you um, gave it your all. Whereas there is shame in cheating because that's not your work. And have trust in yourself. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to end it on here. What would you say is the transition from being a student? When did you feel that the student became the teacher in you? I sort of... I guess I was sort of critical. I used to think, oh, if I were the teacher in this situation, I would teach it like this. Or a better way to teach this would be like that. And I could cut, I could already visualize sort of a better way to teach a concept that my teacher was teaching when I was a student. And so that probably was a good indicator that I should go into teaching. Um, but then the other thing I realized as a teacher is that I continually learn from my students. I learn new thing, things every day for my students, whether it be a new tech tip or shortcut or perhaps the latest lingo um, of what something might mean, um, the latest dance craze, um, or just... I sometimes will learn something more about that student or something about myself in terms of how that student uh, perceives me or calls me out on something. So I, I feel like not only am I a teacher to my students, but I'm also a student. Um, I also feel like a student and my students. So I feel like the line, the line's kind of blurred. You, it goes back and forth because I think you can learn from from people who aren't your teacher, and you can teach people who aren't your aren't necessarily uh, designated as your student. And that's I think that's the key thing is to always see yourself as a student who's growing and learning, even if you're the teacher. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I think yeah that's I think that's a very important lesson that to end it off that we're all teachers inside of us and mm -hmm. we're all students. And I think we should embrace that and kind of spread that positivity around in classrooms and implement it more into our daily lives to carry life with more intentions and empathy towards others. Absolutely. So is there any last thing you would like to say, a last sentence to end us off? Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to all my teachers 
out there, um, my academic teachers, my t um, and my you know t uh, friends who've been who've taught me things, my students, my family members, um, you, Gianna. Thank you so much for coming on to this podcast. It was an honor to interview you, and I feel like I also gained a lot of wisdom as well. And so I think that's very important to instill in more into the world. Great. So well, thank thanks. you so much for our listeners for coming on and listening to this podcast. Follow us on our Instagram, Ecotalk Pod, and catch you later. Peace.